0: Welcome to Lift City Church Podcast, where we lift people into their next level relationship with Christ. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we're believing God that this message lifts you to another level. I've been teaching this month on vision. I heard that Pastor Terry hit a home run last week. He talked about y'all, talked with y'all about the importance of, yeah, if you're gonna honor him, go ahead. Go ahead. He talked. <laughs> amen. Amen. Amen glory to God, <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> he, he talked about um, uh, the discipline of vision and, you know, how you got to be uh, committed and the sacrifice and the discipline. And he talks about that in terms of your talent, your treasure, and your time. And so well, I love that because everybody has to understand that it takes sacrifice in order to accomplish vision, right? And so Every January, it is literally my custom to remind people about the vision of this house, where we're going, why we operate the way that we do, why we're doing what we're doing. I've been talking about this. I didn't just start talking about this in January because any good leader pre-plans, right? And so I've been talking about this probably since January of 2023. That we've outgrown this place and we gotta go into another building. Now where it is, I don't know. Hey my friend, I'm so glad I was thinking about you been on my heart. Praise God. Um, I've been thinking about this and thinking about, uh, I don't even know where the building is, but I know what God told me. I said, I've been thinking about this, and God has told me and shown me, and God has given me three words from three different people from around this country about this building that God has for us. I don't even know where it is. Now, watch this. I don't know where it is, but I know it exists. Because I walk by faith and not by sight. So here's the thing you got to understand about God. When God tells you something, you might not know exactly where it is or what it look like, but in your knower, you know that thing exists. And because you do, it triggers your faith. And so what I'm doing in this lesson series on vision at the top of the year is getting you all to trigger your faith because I'm not preparing you for 2024. I'm actually getting you ready for 2025. Because it's some work you got to do in 2024 in order to reap a harvest in 2025. Just like there was some work you had to do in 2023 in order to live like you living in 2024. How many of y'all living that good life? That sweet life? That high? Don't lie. Don't lie. I said, how many of y'all living that good life? That sweet life? That high life? Listen, if you not, just stick around. Because I'm going to show you a scripture today that if you hang around, some of this stuff would just fall off on you. But you got to hang around, right? So let's talk about vision. Now, why is vision so important? Proverbs 29, 18. Proverbs 29, 18. I'm going to read it in three different translations because I need you to get the punch of it. I need you to understand exactly what God is saying. So in Proverbs twenty-nine, eighteen, if you do not have a Bible, you can look up on the screen. They always have the scriptures up on the screen. This is what it says. Where there is no vision, if you do not have vision, it says the people perish. What does the word perish mean? You will die. You will become extinct. You will no longer exist. So where there is no vision, you will perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Let's go to the Amplified Version. I like the amplify because it does exactly what it says. It amplifies some things. And why do we like things amplified? It makes it bigger, right? It makes it plainer. It makes it clearer. So it says in the Amplified Version, where there is no vision, and then it breaks down this word vision, it says no revelation of God and his word. Watch it now. Where there is no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained. So when you do not have vision, there is a lack of self-control, but vision will give you self-control. Say it with me, everybody. Say, vision will give me self-control. self-control. Then he says, but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. I see people trying to find a seat. Y'all need to, this is this a good day. Y'all, t- if you got a seat, couple of seats next to y'all, push in, let the people sit down. They looking for seats. Uh, somebody say, here we, here we grow again. People looking for seats up in here, up in here. Woo. So so he says, where there is no, no revelation of God of his word, the people are unrestrained and uncontrolled, but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. Now watch this. Here go the message version. This is what it says. If people can't see what God is doing, how many of you want to make sure you see what God is doing? He said, if people cannot see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Somebody say, I'm people. people. Because we'll look at this and then we'll dismiss ourselves from this very scripture. But he's talking to us because we are all people, all of us. If we cannot see what God is doing, how many of you say, the Bible ain't lying. It's it's not lying. Because when I don't see what God is doing, I stumble all over myself. But when they attend to what he reveals. When you take care of what God reveals, they are most blessed. How do I get most blessed? You know, that's blessed. And then there's most blessed. Now I want to know what side. You on the blessed side or the most blessed side? That's like Jesus said, they are my disciples. Then he said, indeed. Oh, well, now, nah, nah, nah. that's a different level right there. You know, because he say that's my disciples. But you know, it's something come on you when you say, they're my disciples, indeed. Yeah. You walk different. You know, that's a different feeling. So there's a difference between being just blessed and most blessed. So what the scripture is telling us is that everything in life needs a vision. Everything needs a vision. Your life needs a vision. What is the vision for your life? What is your life supposed to look like? People are living everyday life with no direction. That's why you can be in the same place. And it never bother you because you have no vision. Vision will m- push you to keep moving. Yeah. So he says it, in the scripture, without vision, people will perish because you need a vision for your life. You need vision for your marriage. Yeah, that's why some of your marriages are in trouble because you don't have a vision for it. What's the constitution for your house? Like in our house, part of our constitution is everybody knows where everybody goes. Yeah. Nobody in my house saying, well, I'm out and that's my business where I am. What? That, that ain't part of the system because the vision and the constitution for the house says everybody knows where everybody goes. Pastor Derek don't tell me I'm a grown man. I know you're grown, sir, but everybody knows where everybody goes. He don't say to me I'm grown. I don't have to tell you. When Pastor Derek leaves the house, he said I'm going to the barbershop, then I'm going to this, then I'm going to that. And then if you go to somebody else, he'll, he'll call me or he text me and say, oh, i stopped stop by. Cause the rule of the house is everybody knows where everybody goes. What is the vision for your house? Maybe that's why I stuff all over the place. What is the vision for your marriage? That's, maybe that's why you can't get an agreement. Cause you don't have a vision. There's no guidelines. Why, and then what happened? Everybody out of control. So y'all got five kids and you go buy a, 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 a Camaro. No vision, out of control a oh, Camaro, honey, we need a van. The thing with the door that slides. Then we need the kind where you just hit it with your hip and the, and the, and the trunk pop up. What, what, what are we doing here?
1: What, what are we doing?
0: What, what are we doing here? We're supposed to put five children and three, uh, well, four kids, two car seats and two kids and two uh, uh, booster seats in a Camaro? How are we gonna do this? And y'all looking like sardines in the camp pulling up to the house of God. we like, what? <laughs> because if there was a discussion where they would have vision for the household, then that would have been a conversation that said, OK, we're going to get a Camaro one day. But that day is not today. <laughs> because we got these children we done made. And they can't ride like this, right? You need a vision for your singleness. That's why every Josephine, Jeanette what? and Julia that stop by, okay. she can get it too, cause you ain't got no vision. That's why Jeremiah, <laughs> yeah, I, I need every generation. That's why I said Josephine, I need that generation. Uh, 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 get, what, who else I say? Jeanette, oh, that's two old people. Okay, so we gonna go with Josephine, Julia, and, and Jolene. No, no, not Jolene. Jessica, Jessica, okay, we go with Jessica. We go with Jessica. This, this, I, just need, I just need y'all to know that this is a multi-generational <laughs> conversation because cause, cause we got this happening in every age group. You need a vision for your singleness. Now, now let's not just talking about the female, Jay. Let's talk about Joseph. Yeah, yeah, cause, cause, you talk, you got Joseph, you got Jeremiah and, and Jimmy, Uh Jonathan, Uh Jacob. I ain't talking about none of y'all in here. I ain't talking about you, Jacob. I ain't talking about you, Jacob, cause you married with children. I ain't talking about you. Just saying, you need a vision for your singleness. That's why you let anybody run up on you and you'll go with it, cause you ain't got a vision for your singleness. The vision for my singleness, if you ain't number one, saved, you can't even talk to me. And then some of y'all get so excited right there. Oh, he pastor, he saved. <laughs> <laughs> pastor, she saved. And that's it. And that's it. Where are the fruits? So number one, you got to be saved. Number two, I got to inspect your fruit. What church you go to on a consistent basis? Who is your pastor? Are you submitted to your pastor? Do you allow your pastor to correct you? If you ain't doing that, you excommunicated off the list. Some of y'all thought I was going to say she got to be, or he got to be fine first. what i understand about the word of god is when you can start operating this word the word will make you look better than you really look (laughs) it will preserve you that's why pastor Derek. every time somebody asked we were just somewhere and uh we were uh in the airport and we went into the uh sky club and uh all three of us kirsten pastor Derek, and myself and walked up to giving our little things and you know getting in the sky club and uh, the lady said to Kirsten, he, she said, oh, your sister, Kirsten said, oh, no, that's, that's my mother. And that's my father right there. That lady said, what, 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 what y'all doing? <laughs> See, but Pastor Derek will say this, save. There you go write that, save. <laughs> because Pastor Derek will say to you, if you ask him that question, why he looks so young, and you fine. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. I don't even know how to fight, but I'll fight you. <laughs> You don't, don't catch these hands. I will, I will fight. Because I got a vision for my man. And you ain't in it. I'm just saying. But he'll look and he'll say, he'll, he'll say, living righteously will preserve you. Living for God will keep you young. It'll keep you fly. My faith keeps me fly because God will give you some insight, some things. You need a vision for your family. Come on, single people. Don't let just let everybody just roll up in and on you. You see, part of your vision, I, I, I had to go back there because I could hear Holy Spirit saying some stuff. Part of your vision is you got to know who you are. And you got to let people know I got a vision for who I am. God says that I am highly favored. I'm blessed coming in and going out. I am created in the image of an almighty God. If you're going to come to me, if you're going to step, you got to step correct or don't step at all. That's, that's the mindset you got to have as a single person. Because when you develop that mindset, all that riffraff ain't gonna even approach you. That's why I tell y'all comb your hair, brush your teeth, men clean underneath your fingernails. You getting riffraff because you giving riffraff. Comb the back and the front of your head. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got it, singles? <laughs> Don't give out deposits. Cause I'm not discounted don't give out discounts because I'm not discounted so you can't get a discount from me because there's nothing discount about me so you taking me to McDonald's or Ruth Chris ain't gonna put me in a position of giving you something that you don't have the right to have <laughs> I want you to know who you are amen you got to have a vision for your family. You got to have a vision for your finances. Get a vision for your finances. Some of y'all just spending money. Raise my hand. You know when the Lord is speaking to you. <laughs> and the Lord say, go, go and raise your hand first. <laughs> ah, the Lord like just go. Because I love me some Amazon. I got an Amazon demon. I don't want to be delivered. Amazon. I like the convenience of it. It just seemed like it ain't right if every week I don't get something. <laughs> Y'all lift your hair towards the past. <laughs> Cause I'm in a space where we're, you know, we don't have any kids. And I'm just having fun enjoying life. If I want it, I just buy it. That, that's 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 my mindset. I'm, mean, I want it, I buy it. I, I paid my dues. I raised my kids, I sacrificed for church, I gave up my entire life, all of my luxury gifts, I did. If I wanted, I'm going to buy it. And that's just my mindset right now. I'm free to do that. (laughs) Don't judge me. (laughs) But you got to get a vision for your finances. What does that vision consist of? As a child of God, despite what you think or like or how you were raised or what anybody told you, the scriptural principle discipline is tithing. You return to God what he's already given you. Why? Because God trusts you. So he gives you the whole hundred, and he says, now, as an act of your faith, I'm going to ask you for 10% back because he trusts you. He ain't going to do Uncle Sam. I'm going to know how many of y'all getting all of y'all checked before Uncle Sam take his out he take it because why? He don't trust y'all. He don't trust y'all. That's why he got all these measurements in place. Even when you own your own business, they figure out how much you owe them because they got all this stuff because they don't trust you, but God trusts you. So a vision for my finances is I live generously. That's part of tithing. I live generously. I save my money. How many of you are saving at least 10% of your income? At least 10%. When you really think about it in the, if you make it $300 a week in the total scheme of things, $30 is not a lot. Some of y'all spend $30 at restaurants on fast food. You just got to decide that I'm going to give 10% to myself. I'm going to give God his and I'm going to give 10% to myself. Some of y'all need to go talk to a finance person. All of that. All of you need to do that because you need to have a vision for your finances. Why? Because where there is no vision, you will perish. So, some of us are living beneath the level that God has ordained and assigned us to live because we don't have a vision for our finances. And of course, you got to have a vision for your church. Why? Because vision creates direction. Everybody say it with me say, vision, vision creates, creates direction. direction. Now, guess what? Direction, everybody say it with me say, direction, direction leads to, leads to destination. destination. How many of y'all got these smartphones? Everybody take out your smartphone. Y'all had it out anyway. Look, look to see if your neighbor was on Facebook. Well, check them out and say, was you ticking and talking while she was preaching? Check out their ear. Do they have an ear plug in? Like you wasn't even listening, was you? Everybody take out their phone. Take out your phone. Now, my understanding is that on every smartphone, there is this app called Google Maps or Somebody Map. I don't, what do they call it, for y'all unsaved Android users? What? Shots fired. We're going to get y'all delivered to, today. Boy, I can't stand when I did a message, and I'm in a message, and y'all stuff is green. Green, green, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what they call it on the, on the, on the, uh, on the ungodly phones, what do they call it? It's all Google maps. Okay. It's all Google maps. But if, if you are way, so go, go to your map, go to your map on your phone. Cause remember I said vision creates direction, right? Now, now where you want to go after church, where you want to go? Some of y'all been thinking about it. Ooh, it's cold. Who got some good gumbo? It might be somebody's house you going to. Put in the address where you want to go. Somebody, some of y'all want to go to Don's. Some of y'all want to go to uh, Paris Biscuit Company. Y'all like that one, you know? Where, where you going after church? Some of y'all going next door to Family Dollar. <laughs> where you going? Put in where you want to go. Vision creates direction, right? So when you put in your address where you want to go, you deciding that you have a vision to take you from where you are now to the place you want to be after church, right? So when you put that in there, at least on my phone, then after I put the address in, I got to hit go. Now watch this. Some of y'all got a vision, but you ain't hit go. Because until you get hit go, it won't show you The picture of how you take the steps or the direction to get to the final destination. Until you hit go, it's just going to sit there. And some of y'all just sitting there. You've been writing a vision, the same vision for five years, but you ain't hit go. Until you hit go, you're never going to be able to get a clear picture of how you're going to get to the destination that you want to arrive. So when you hit go, what happens on the map is it gives you a clear picture on the map and you can expand that thing or you can shrink that thing down because when you expand it, sometimes when we expand it, we're looking for is there any red, are there any roadblocks every single time. It will tell you whether or not there is a roadblock if you need to take an alternate route it'll tell you all of the cross streets what I'm telling you is that when you hit go it gives you every step that you need to make in order to get to your destination just like what you see up on that screen what's the red that's the what's the red the destination There's a destination that God has for every single person's life who are in this room and who are watching me via the eChurch campus. There's a destination for your life. God has already designed the destination. All he needs you to do is hit go so he could reveal the steps. You got to do something. In order to fulfill the plan of God what am I doing when I'm telling y'all we got to get out of this vision every building we've been in I've said this on the first day that we open service in a new building don't get comfortable this ain't where you staying. I'm gonna let y'all know when we are supposed to stop I'm gonna let you know but what am I doing I'm creating vision in you I'm letting you know that this is not the landing ground this is part this is a stop on the path to fulfilling the vision but this ain't it we still got somewhere else to go I'm creating vision in your mind why because vision will bring restraint vision will teach you okay I got to get things in order I got to take care of some things because what God is doing is he's taking us on this journey but we got to be willing to follow the path that he is actually showing us what I love about that picture is can y'all put that picture back up for me for just a moment there's a part on this picture that is illuminated. Now, is the illuminated part the only part you see on the picture? There are some other stuff that seemingly are like in the shadows, right? But the part that, the blue part that's illuminated, what exactly is that? That's the path, the quickest, and most maps will automatically tell you the quickest and the start, the, the quickest and the fastest way to get there. What'd you say, Mr. Ina? the fastest route with the least (laughs) it will give you the quickest fastest route with the least traffic and not only does it give you that it illuminates that so that you're not distracted by all the other stuff that's going on around it (laughs) what do you think God is doing with your life he illuminates the pathway so that you don't have to be distracted with all the other foolishness that life will throw at you. Yeah. When you come in here on Sunday mornings, this is a gathering place. Yeah. And what it helps you to do is stay focused on the path that God has designed for your life. Now watch this. The Bible says vision comes from God. Everybody say it with me. Say vision, vision comes from God. We looked at this a couple of weeks ago, Habakkuk uh, chapter 2, where the prophet said, write the vision. Make it plain. That's what God is doing with this Google map for your life, writing the vision, making it plain. And then the prophet said, now now that I've asked God the question, he said, I'm going to get alert. I'm going to stand on my post and watch. Are you watching to see what God will have to say to you? So we understand that we've got to write this vision. And what we also understand is that according to the scripture, that vision cannot be accomplished without unity. And is where I wanted to get to today. Vision cannot be accomplished without unity, you and I. Some of y'all gonna catch that on the way out. Vision cannot be accomplished without you and I. I'm going over here. Vision cannot be accomplished without you and I. Uh, vision. Cannot be accomplished without you and I. Therefore, we need unity. And there is no unity without you and I. A oh, Wicked, 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 wicked. No unity without you and I. My time is up. You and I are tied. okay. <laughs> Listen, it takes unity to accomplish the vision. I love this passage description in Psalm 133. Y'all all right? I'm closing, I'm closing right here. And I ain't one of them preachers that say, I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> and then y'all still here 20 minutes. I'm getting ready to close. I'm really trying to close this out. Psalm 133, I'm reading the Amplified Version. Look at what it says. Behold. What does that word behold mean? Listen, listen, look and see, pay attention how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to twel- dwell together in unity. It is like, what is it like? He's given us this depiction, this picture of what unity is and why it is so good and pleasant. It is like the precious oil of consecration poured on the head, coming down on the beard, even the beard of Aaron. So he's drawing this parallel, coming down from the edge of his priestly robes, consecrating the whole body. Unity is like all that consecrates the entire body. That's why I said early, some of y'all just need to hang around because you don't know what to do. But if you you walk in unity, you get consecrated too. It is like the dew of Mount Hermon. I'm about to tell y'all something about this dew in a minute coming down on the hills of Zion for there, where, where, where? The place of unity, for there, you and I. He says at that place, the Lord has commanded a blessing. What is the blessing on? It's on you and I walking in unity. Say it with me, Pastor T. Say it with me, y'all. That's what the blessing is on. And you wonder why the enemy attacks the body of Christ and tries to get us to divide so much because he understands and he knows that they at unity. Yeah. There is a commanded blessing. How long? Life forevermore. So what we learn about this unity thing is unity is both good and pleasant. That's what the scripture says. It's like it's precious and he, and he equates it to being like oil because unity is consecrated. It is holy. It is set apart. Unity is holy, but disunity is unholy. So, how do we as the body in Christ participate in pulling other members and other people and other churches in the body of Christ down? You cannot tell me all of these TikTokers and people who have made platforms out for pulling some pastor or somebody's teaching and then you criticizing everything that they're doing. You gonna try to tell me God on that? I don't see the Bible. I can correct some things without having to pull your picture, post you, and, te- and try to make everybody think something's wrong with you. Where is that? The Bible said love covers. I correct stuff all the time because I don't just pastor this church. I'm pastoring the city as well because we got an e-church campus. I'm pastoring people across the country. I correct stuff all the time, but I never call nobody names. Amen. You want to tell me, that you think that God has called you to pull a pastor up because you disagree with it. Take his clip, a 30-second clip, and then you're going to give your interpretation and talk about them like they false prophets. They ain't this. And they're also false prophets. Don't get me wrong. That's not my point. My point is that that brings division in the body of Christ, and the Bible says that is unholy and ungodly. And we've allowed ourselves as the body of Christ to slip into this mindset of thinking this stuff is okay when it's not. Why are we not being blessed the way that we're supposed to be? I submit to you this morning that a part of it is because we are not in unity. And it's unholy. The Bible says when we walk in unity, it consecrates the entire body. Then this is the way I want to close. He said unity is refreshing like a dew. Now, you got to understand, I had to go searching and looking out. What a scientist in here. I had to go researching and find out some stuff about the dew. What I understand about dew is that dew provides a protective barrier for the plants. So when you're walking in unity as a child of God, you got a protective barrier. That's why he said it's like the dew. Dew helps plants to accelerate their metabolism. What it does is it accelerates the metabolism and it increases the biomass. In other words, long story short, what it's saying is that dew provides an energy for the plant that cannot be depleted. I'm getting ready to close. (laughs) I feel my preacher's voice coming on. So dew provides a protective barrier, but it also provides a place where your energy cannot be depleted. So what happens is now what it presents for the plant is that the plant now has a sustainable and primary form of renewable energy. So when you walk in unity, every single morning his mercies are new. Why? Because it's providing the replenishing and the refreshing that you need. Watch this. Dew conserve, conserves moisture. Why? Because moisture is the life source of the plant. So what God is saying is unity is the life source of the body of Christ. Why would you not be in unity? Dew hydrates and replenishes. And it is symbolic of the redeemed and the resurrected. Isaiah 26, 19B says, Your dew is morning, your dew is morning dew, catching the first rays of the sun. The earth bursting with life, giving birth to the dead. That's why there's plant, there's dew on the plant because it rejuvenates the plant. Mm -hmm. It provides a life source for the plant. As long as the plant has dew, it will remain productive. As long as the body of Christ has unity, we will remain productive. And the Bible says that if you're going to walk in unity, you're going to have to have the mind of Christ. Uh, Come in, Terrell. Come here, Elder Chris. Uh, come here, Trey. Uh, let Let me see. Uh, come here, Elder Clarence. Come here, Pastor Terry. Come here, Pastor DJ. Y'all, y'all can move this out the way right here. Move this out this way. I I, I want to show y'all something. Look at somebody say say you got that due. Tell them say I need you to keep that due. On you. Tell them what I said again. Y'all get up here on the stage. Say I need you to keep that due. On you. Okay, so I want you all to form a circle, form a circle. I said that unity, when the body of Christ walks in unity, the Bible says that it provides a protective barrier. This is why God is always telling us to walk together with one another and each other, because as long as you are in unity, the enemy can't have access to you. So uh, uh, come, come here, uh, Jay, right here. Come here, Jay. John is the enemy, just for today. Oh. <laughs> and John's going to try to get to me. I, I'm going to see how y'all going to stop him, because I thought I was covered with the dude. I, I, I see. I, I just want y'all to see, because sometimes even when you want to, even when you want to try to step out, when you're covered in unity, I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to walk away. I'm trying to leave church because I've been mad. I got offended. But when I'm in unity, see, this is what the saints going to do. I'm trying to get out. Because sometimes it ain't the devil trying to get in. It's you trying to get out. But when you're walking in unity and you got that dew on you, can't nothing get to you, including you. That's why the Bible says that his favor surrounds surround you like a shield. Oh, yeah. It'll keep you tight even when you ain't right. But you got to be in a body of believers. And you got to be with some people who will block you from your even yourself sometimes. Because they love you and they understand you are protected within the camp. You're protected even when you get upset and offended. Be upset and offended, but don't try to step outside because we're gonna block you. And that's what the do will do. It will protect you. It will conserve you. It will preserve you. One thing I noticed about the freeze, my plants, most of them that have been built to stand a freeze, they looked on the, the day after the freeze, they looked like they're dead. But today I looked at them two days later, them things had them pop back. Why? Because they were built to be able to sustain what was happening. And when you are in unity in a good church in the body of Christ, you will be built and sustained even when you are an enemy to your own self. God will protect you. Look at somebody and say, Don't let that do. do. Get Get off of you. Come on, tell somebody else. Thank you, gentlemen. Say, Don't let that do get off of you you got to keep the do stay in unity keep your heart right because all this stuff matters to God and because it matters to him it should matter to you amen, amen. y'all receive the word today <clears throat> on your way out I want you to accept somebody that high five and well don't don't touch them just elbow them and say you got that dude <laughs> uh, we're gonna make it a thing look at a uh, that's another T-shirt. Where my T-shirt at? <laughs> where, where Robert at? Robert, I saw you online. Robert, I want my T-shirt. I, I did. I saw him online. Uh-oh. got that do. You got to put a little swag with it and say, sis, you got that do on you. And when you see your brother or your sister struggling, just send them a message. Say, remember to do. Because it'll preserve you. It will protect you. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to connect with you. To connect and find out more about Lift City Church, text Connect Me all one word to 337 227 9820 or visit us at LiftCityChurch.org.